Hey, yo, and here we go. Another episode of We Talk Music is on the air and in your ear. Once again, I am Moxen, and I am joined by the king of the casters, Mr. Brett Podcast. Brett, today we have a fantastic guest. Tell everybody who we got on. That's right. Well, we are super lucky to, uh, from the band FM, who are releasing their uh, 13th album, named 13. You know, they... <laughs> we, we got that down. Uh, so we, we, have, we have the drummer, Pete Chop. Pete, how are you? I'm good. Very good. Thank you. How are you guys? All right? Oh, fantastic. We're happy to uh, have a chance to talk to you about this wonderful album. Uh, so, I mean, first off, it's it's out. So what I want to know so far is what's the reaction kind of been like from the fans? It's been great. We it, I think it actually comes out on Friday on the 18th. That's when it's actually oh. officially released. Oh, that's, um, um, but we yes. do a, that's right. There we go. See? Oh, by um, the time this podcast goes up, it'll be released. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll just talk about it like that. But um, we we normally do a pre-order, and we did that, and we sent out all the CDs at the weekend so the fans can get it a few days earlier. And the reaction's been really, really good, really, really positive. Because we never know, you know, we'll we just do our best, and then it's kind of giving like one of your children away, you know, kind of thing. Um, and uh, no, it's been good. It's been been, been very, very positive. So uh, we're very, very pleased. Well, yeah, I saw that you were signing a million CDs there. Oh, it drives you mad, I'll tell you. <laughs> so this, this desire from the fans to have a new FM album after all these years, I mean, your fans are so loyal. Excuse me, so loyal. They are, they are totally, totally. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we, um, when we got back together in ooh, 2007, I think it was, um, like I said, we, when did we, I think we, we broke up in about 2000, oh, hang on, no, I can't remember when it was. Uh, no, 1996? Uh, 19, yeah, oh, it's so long ago. Like, yeah, 94, 96. I was trying to work it out there. Sorry about that. Um, and then we, you know, we hadn't played together for 12 years. And this guy, Kieran, he, um, he kept pestering us to do this thing called the Firefest. And we go, no, 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 I'm not doing it. And then just one one year, Merv just kind of called us up. He said, look, Kieran's been on the phone again. You know, he won't leave me alone. He said, what do you think? And it was kind of, well, if we don't do it now, we're never going to do it. So we agreed. Um, and we had no idea what was going to happen. Uh, you know, we were kind of just thinking, the honest thing was we were going to do one show and that was it. We were just going to sort of go our separate ways. I mean, we all stayed friends. Um, and we were thinking, oh, well, if, you know, 200 people turn up, that'll be great. Um, so they booked Nottingham Rock City and we sold it out, 1,500 people. And it was like the Beatles had reformed. You know, <laughs> it's like, I mean, honestly, I was, this is no word of a lie. I was sat at the back playing the drums and I was filling up. I had tears in my eyes because you could just feel the emotion coming back from the audience. Um, and we came off stage and we were shell-shocked. And we're like, blimey, what do we do now? It's like, <laughs> we better do an album. It's like, an album? Oh, my God. You know, how do you, where will we start? And that was really it. And we just kind of, it's just snowballed from there, really. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the main thing with, that we were worried about the Firefest was that they wouldn't let us do a warm-up show. They said, no, it's just the one show, that's it. No warm-up shows, nothing. And so we were just more worried about, you know, embarrassing ourselves, really, you know, after 12 years. But no, it, it was it was fantastic. So, uh, and here we are still going. 
is the oh go ahead brett i was gonna ask is the music industry like kind of i i'll I'll almost say easier now for you than it was before it's um it's totally different you know we were i suppose we were lucky in a way because we doing our first albums kind of in the 80s when the music industry was just like swimming with money you know it was a wash with cash basically um you know if your album didn't cost a quarter of a million pounds it wasn't worth releasing you know it was, <laughs> oh, it was madness you know we were paying um on the first album we were paying like 1500 pound a day studio for a studio wow. yes you know wow. if you think that now that's probably what our album cost to make <laughs> yeah. it's like you know one day studio time um yeah it was it was good but it's totally different now but now we're more in control of what we do you know um we pretty much do all the recording ourselves now um and so yeah it's easier um but it's down to us kind of thing you know so and there's not so much money around you know <laughs> No, it's just, uh, I was wondering, you know, going back to that performance that you had at, at Firefest and yeah, and just in general, I mean, as a drummer, what type of techniques do you use to warm up for a big show? Um, probably the professional ones do all sorts of stuff. Me, not a lot. I guess <laughs> not, not, not a great deal. Um, no, I'd love to say I do like loads of paradiddles and that kind of thing, but no, I just kind of sit around. <laughs> and, and now I kind of like moan more about having to bend down to put my shoes on, that kind of thing. That's a real, that's, that's probably the warm up I do is actually bending down my back creaking to like tie my shoes up. So, no, sorry to disappoint you there. <laughs> well, we, we all do that. I'd lie if you want, I'd be lying. Oh, it's, it's amazing because I mean, I just, I look at the drummers and I think, you know, Performing live, everybody's got to be in shape that they want to give a good performance. But boy, you just, if you're a drummer, you just got to be, your cardio has to be excellent. I, I, must, I must admit, when we, um, we did our first shows after lockdown, um, I was thinking, God, what's it going to be like kind of thing. And I remember probably, I think you, you start off with your nerves kind of get you through. There's the adrenaline sort of thing. I remember thinking, God, oh, I wonder if I'm going to run out of steam. But I didn't. I was quite pleased about that, you know, for an old fella, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I, you don't really think about it because you can't say, oh, hang on a minute, guys, you know. <laughs> <I'm a> bit, <laughs> I'm tired. Here, you know, have a rest. So you just got to get on with it, really, haven't you? You know, so, uh, um, I, well, I've been lucky so far. I'll let you know we start our tour in a couple of weeks so i'll let you know how i get on (laughs) (laughs) about two-thirds of the way oh sorry or they might be turning around to me saying hang on pete you gotta stop you know you never know (laughs) when when you're doing the drums you know for instance for an album like 13 here what what is it that you're kind of looking for as a as a group like how how do you start out do you start out quite basic and then just layer on top drum wise or do you kind of have an idea on on this album, um, we were very, very lucky to, I was lucky enough to be able to go up to Glasgow to record the drums. Um, there's a bank, a Scottish band called Gun, and they've got their own studio, and their drummer, Paul, um, rang me up. He said, look, Pete, if you want to come up, come and do the drums in our studio. And it was like, wow, that's brilliant. Thank you. So I did. And, yeah, I just kind of, I, I think I had this time, I think, um, 
I went into rehearsal room for a couple of days just because I was playing to the actual finish. We put the drums on last, pretty much. Mm. Not like we used to. We used to always do the drums first and then build from there. But on this album, because it was kind of like a lockdown album, we were like file sharing and sort of only getting together when we were allowed to, you know, so everything was kind of going from home and it was remotely sending files, you know, and that sort of stuff. So I kind of, um, I was lucky there was a great engineer up there and uh, we, yeah, we just built the tracks up one by one, really. You know, I'd, I'd sort of do a take, I thought, and then I'd go in and have a listen and think, oh, well, that, that bit works, that bit doesn't work, you know, and then we'll just try and, you know, and that was it really, just uh, trial and error, you know. Was but, that yeah, more difficult because yeah. you? Um, no, well, it, it's kind of, I, I pretty much knew the songs because I'd heard them so many times, you know, like we'd be working on them you know, doing the guitars and everything, the keyboards and then the vocals. And so the, the songs were, kind of, I suppose, they were in my head. Um, but it was just the actual thing of physically playing them. You know, that was the, uh, that's the difficult part. Well, for me, it is anyway, you know. <laughs> you hadn't heard the songs until you received them then to, to lay the track? Yeah, oh, no, no, no I, was, I was involved from the start. You were involved in the Yeah, yeah, how, yeah. How does the songwriting kind of work for the group? Um... This album, again, was different because of our old mate, COVID, you know. Um, like I say, we, I was, we were all in lockdown, weren't we? You know, the world was in lockdown pretty much. Um, and I, I, was, I was writing stuff at home, sort of demoing stuff. Um, you know, I play a bit of guitar and I can tinkle around on the keyboards and then the computer puts it all together and in time and everything, you know, in tune. Um, so I had demos of my songs that I had. And, and then, like I said, when we were allowed to see each other, you know, when they eased the lockdown a bit, we'd get together. Um, Jem, he, uh, he got a, he moved and the house he bought had a purpose built studio in it, in the garage. So, uh, so we used to go there and then we'd just work on the songs and then we'd go away and then there'd be another lockdown, you know, and so it was a bit like that, you know, when we could get together, we would. And when we couldn't, we'd just file share, you know, across the internet, you know. So, um, yeah, so it was different. But I think the, the great thing about this album was everybody was more involved in the writing process from the ground up sort of thing. Um, and it's it's turned out really, really well. You know, it, it's, I think this album sounds a little bit different because there are different ideas from different people on this album. So uh, that's, my, that's my opinion anyway, you know. No, I mean, there's some, there's some awesome songs. Like I, I struggle to figure out, uh, you know, kind of my favorite, but I, but I actually think like, and, and after a couple of listens, I know, I mean, turn this car around is, is so much fun, but, uh, but I really like when you get into long road home and then be lucky right. and stuff like that. Like the, like, this is one of those albums where, where I almost feel like it, like it's even getting stronger as the album goes on. Right. Thank you. And I think, you know, that's so different from back in the days of, of when, when we released vinyl and stuff like that on a regular basis or cassettes where it was just like the A side was super strong and the B side was just like, <laughs> whatever, we'll just, we'll just yeah. put songs on. Yeah. Well, I think also what happened when CDs came about and you could fit, because like with an album, with, with vinyl, you could only really fit like 18 minutes aside. That was the, the optimum length, you know, to get it loud and everything. Um, you know, maybe 20 minutes at a push each side. But then when CDs came out, you could have 80 minutes 
And so I think people were putting more and more stuff on, but I think it was diluting mm-hmm. the, the actual quality of the record because um, there were too many songs sometimes. You know, I think, um, well, I'm old school. You know, I was brought up on albums. I'm quite dark here, actually. I'm to put the light up. And <laughs> so I just noticed that. Um, and um, I think... I think it's nice now that vinyl's coming back and I've kind of got into it because it forces the listener to play it as the, as the band or the artist um, wanted it to be heard, you know, because now with Spotify and all these things, you, you just pick a, a song from somewhere, you know, and, it, and it's not like the, the experience where you'd run down the record store and get your new Led Zeppelin album or your Bad Company album, put it on and then just, you'd listen to it from, you'd never go, oh, I wonder what track four is like. You just put it <laughs> in and, and you'll just listen to the whole thing. I think that's the, and that's lovely. That's, that's really nice, you know, because I remember, um, I think it was the Carol King album, Tapestry. Mm. They spent weeks and months doing the sequencing of the album, getting it how they were really, you know, it took them a long time to actually get the sequencing right as, as they, as they, you know, as they were happy sort of thing, you know, so, but now people just sort of pick a song, you know, it's like, but so, but vinyl was coming back, you know, so it's, it's anchor sets. I'm not, I'm not too sure about the cassette. Thing. <laughs> that, that's a little weird, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it'll be eight tracks next, won't it? You know, I'm yeah. sure eight, you know, and that I didn't thought... really, that, sorry, that didn't really catch on over here. Eight track. The, uh, the CD sales for the first time in 17 years I saw actually went up last year or this, okay. you know, oh, yeah, right. for the first time. And so, uh, wow. I mean, who knows? You never know what's, uh, maybe there's a different trend going. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I must admit, I got a, we were rehearsing um, the last couple of days and Frontier sent over a box of um, like five copies of the, the vinyl LP. Mm. I brought it home and it was just really nice to look at the, it's big and you, you, I could actually read the words, you know, instead of like, you know, getting a magnifying glass out. And it was, it was really nice just reading the sleeve notes and everything, you know? So there is, there is that, you know, I, I do miss the actual album experience yeah. kind of thing. You know? I, uh, when you mentioned the sleeve notes and the different, the, that's what I miss the most, I believe, you know, it, it became more than just an album, it became an experience. Yeah, it felt like something you're sharing with the band. Yeah, yeah. you know, it was yeah, interactive. Totally. Yeah, but you'll be listening to the album, but then you'll be reading the notes as well at the same time as listening, kind of thing, you know. So oh, those old yeah. days, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we're all sounding like old, aren't we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But there was I mean, something special about it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You guys are releasing actually like pretty consistently right now. Is that just, is that part of the plan? Like, do you have a lot of songs built up? Do you just really enjoy releasing now? Um, well, we probably don't have a lot of time left. So we have to kind of, <laughs> it's, not, it's not like, we, oh, well, you know, we'll, we'll release an album in 10 years. Because <laughs> no, we're, we're, like I said, we're really enjoying it. Um, and so while the, we would never, we only say an album's finished when we think it's finished. Um, if we if we recorded ten songs, we thought, oh, it's not really right. We'd we'd try and make it as good as we possibly can. So we've been kind of lucky at the moment. But no, we haven't got a great stockpile of stuff. But we have. But we are always writing. Um, so you know, I've got some ideas, and everyone has got some ideas for the next album. And we will we will start um, getting stuff together. You know. 
So well, the, thing, the good thing is when we make an album, it means we can go on tour. So that's, that's always the fun bit. You know? Yes. <laughs> Even how you put this album together differently because of COVID, do you think you'll take any of that for the future albums and future recordings, or do you think you'll go back um, to the old ways? No, I think we have the last few albums. We have done it the other way around. Like the drums will probably go on later than normal. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be playing to the um, probably the well. I'm trying to think. Um, on this album, a lot of the stuff I played to were actual master parts. But on some of the other albums, I've kind of played to the demo guitars and keys and then we'd then put them on top of the drum so i don't know what we'll sell it you know in a, in a year or so <laughs> time. <laughs> i mean yeah isn't it interesting with all the technology and how you how we're now able to kind of build out music in a completely different fashion i mean you can throw so many different things at the wall now and see what sticks yeah yeah totally Oh, it's um, it's quite interesting, you know, even just nowadays, just doing something like like the old cliche, kind of like a backwards guitar, that kind of thing. In the olden days with tape, that would take forever to do because you'd have to get the tape and then you'd have to turn the, splice the tape, turn it over, work out which track you were, gonna, and it's like, you know, now you just like press a couple of keys on the, on the computer and it's done. It, it's... I mean, I do, you know, I, I was around in those times in the sort of, you know, I, I probably my recording career probably started very late 70s and through the 80s. Um, so I was there when I was seeing how these things were, were done. It was, um, but now it's, it's, you can do things very easily on a computer, but then people are now then, they're pushing the boundaries of the computer as well. So it's just, a, it's just evolving really recording you know music videos also you know a a music video now could be done cheap and dirty and still look fantastic yeah yeah you know what you used to have in the old days yeah we can shoot it on a phone can't you that's the thing you know and it's still you know (laughs) you know we uh for that girl video back in whatever year it was 85 86 i mean we flew to jamaica (laughs) (laughs) like you do you know, it was just at that time. It was, you know, when um, Duran Duran had done Rio and all that kind of thing. It was, oh, they've done that. Right. All our bands have to do that. So we flew off to, to Jamaica. No idea why. You know, nothing <laughs> to do with this stuff, you know? <laughs> But I was up for it. Well, we were yeah. all up for it, really. So Jamaica, oh, yeah, I think that'd be great. Yes, what a great idea, you know. So there we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can't possibly do this video if we're not in Jamaica. I mean, no, it's, just... it's got, it, well, that girl, it's, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. obviously, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And then we did, um, we shot... Uh, the bad luck video from Tough It Out that was in the uh, it was the hangar that the Spruce Goose was built in. Um, was it the big plane that Howard Hughes? Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. There was a special hangar, and we we shot that video. Lots of uh, promo videos were shot in there, kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, we thought well, that that was another good trip. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we like the trips. <laughs> well, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just like you like getting out on tour and, uh, and, exactly. and you know, we had, a nice, we, had a, we had a good trip just before um, before COVID hit. We were on our way to do our first shows ever in Australia. Wow. And Merv, bass player, 
he's um he's kind of our travel agent he's like the best person ever at booking hotels <laughs> we were, he's just awesome at it and we were we we'd got the money for the flights and mo was thinking he's like hang on a minute instead of going that way around if we go that way around we can stop off in la and then we go to Vegas for a few days, come back, and then we can go to Australia. And so that's what we did. Um, but it, <laughs> so, so we flew in. It's actually on my birthday. Uh, we flew out of London, um, turned up in LA, and then Merv had got this mad deal at the Cosmo in, in Vegas, you know, which is his favourite hotel. Oh, $60 a night. bloody great, you know. <laughs> And so we stayed in the Cosmo um, and then COVID was about to hit and it was like, blimey, we'd be better go. And the thing is, if we'd probably gone to Australia, we probably would have got stuck out there. Mm, yeah. yeah. You know, because they were really strict, weren't they? I mean, I think very still. So it was, well, we had a good break, you know, (laughs) (laughs) didn't actually do the shows in Australia, which was a shame, but um, you know, we had a few days in Vegas. So that's a good start at least. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, over your career, I know you guys have had the, the pleasure and the opportunity to play with so many people. I mean, what, what has that been like, you know, just, just the ability either to open for people or, or to headline and have all these great artists and, and just to see them come through. Well, we've been, we were really lucky. Our first, the first shows we ever did with FM, um, we, we did five shows with Meatloaf, God bless him, um, in, um, in Germany. Uh, and that was great. He was such a lovely man. He used to come in the dressing room every single night. You guys are okay? You're all, everything all right? You know, can I do anything? It's hard, you know. And we were like, you know, well <laughs> wet behind the ears, well green. <laughs> that was great. Um, and then we, after that, we toured with Tina Turner. Wow. Um, we did some shows on the private, I think it was the private dance tour. It was, it was you know, arenas, you know. Um, and then... The other one that was a real eye-opener was opening for Bon Jovi. Just as slippery when wet, went boom kind of thing. Um, we were in Newcastle playing with them, and they just found out that it had gone number one in America and the UK. And it, was, it was just lovely to be around them, really, because they come off as the opening act sort of thing. And... They were now headline, but they were they were great with us. They were like a real great bunch of lads. But it's just lovely to be caught up in all the euphoria of, of just that the whole thing went absolutely mega worldwide. So, <laughs> you know, what's the largest uh, crowd you've ever played in front of? Um, I mean, the Tina Turner ones were pretty big. Then we did um, about uh, about three or four summers ago, we did lots of um, the big festivals around around Europe. It was like Kiss, Def Leppard, White Snake. We did all those, and they were massive um, audiences. I'm not sure when we were on because we were fairly down the hill. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, that that was great. That was great doing that whole. It was about about a month of just doing all the biggest festivals around Europe, and that was that was that was a good that was a good that was a hoot, as we say. Do you, do you prefer that or is playing in a, a club having those that uh the crowd was, close to you is that is that the most fun I, was, I suppose we're kind of quite lucky because i suppose if you're like a deaf leopard or a kiss you can only play the massive arenas 
you know, we have a choice. You know, we, if we get a chance to play in a big place, then great. But if we're playing a club, that's good as well. So I think that's quite good, actually. You know, <laughs> um, but it's great doing the big festivals. Um, but it is nice to be sort of have, have the audience in your face kind of thing, you know. So uh, I've done any, any, just the gig is good for me. You know, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just happy to still be doing it, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, to be do, able to. Do you yeah. interact much with the crowd after the show? Um, we, well, it's, it's tough at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'd, always, we'd always come out and do meet and greets, and um, the, our fans seem to appreciate that we would never charge for the meet and greets. We would just come out and just have a chat and. Yeah, no, it's nice to mean because you, you learn lots. You learn what they like and what they don't like kind of thing. You know, things that you think, oh, I bet they love this song. They'd be like, oh, I don't like that song very much. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, okay. You know. Or uh, I remember, um, funny enough, on our first tour with, with Meatloaf, and it was obviously it was then, well, a bit strange when the Cold War was on. So there was lots of American bases around you. Yeah, I know it's it's like gone full circle, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but there was lots of Americans at, at the shows. And this guy came up to me, excuse my American accent now, please. You know, he said, Man, you're the best drummer I've ever seen. You're just the best drummer I've ever seen. And he's going on like this. And then his face suddenly changed like, no, hang on a minute. He said, no, the guy in April Wine, he's the best drummer. <laughs> You're the second best drummer. I'm like, All right. <laughs> I don't know why I brought that one out, but uh, they, <laughs> I can say they, they tell you how it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you, like, is it a challenge, especially with all the albums, to put together a set list that, that kind of everybody in the band is going to agree with? Um. It's more pleasing the fans kind of thing. Um, we try, you know, if I go and see one of my favourite bands, I want to hear all the hits. So you have to kind of think that, you know, you think, well, we've got a new album out. Um, you're not going to play eight of the songs, you know, because they haven't got time. So you have to, you have to kind of, we try it. Um, we put some stuff out on, on the social media, just asking what songs they'd like to hear. Um, and we try and we try and do them like say on this next tour we're um, we're doing a song we've never played live kind of thing from one of the albums I'm not going to say what it is in case it slips out I want it to be a surprise <laughs> um, but we are actually it looks like um, like I say we're still in rehearsal so we haven't quite honed it down yet but it looks like we're going to do three songs off the new album sort of nice yeah. yeah I'll tell you what they are Oh, all right, all right. Uh, oh, what a tease. I, I bet it won't be turn this car around. But... <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, isn't it, uh, you know, with the fan interaction, and I think that's one of the neat things about social media is that it offers you um, a quicker route to fans as opposed yeah. to kind of, again, the old days where, where yeah. it was a little slower. You get the fan yeah. mail. Well, it used to be. It used to be fan mail, didn't it? You know, we used mm -hmm. to have, um, we had this guy called, I don't know where the name, he, he called himself Lord Fairstead. And he was like in charge of our fan club when we first got <laughs> going. Um, and it would be all handwritten or typed letters to people. You know, that people send things in and 
now, which seems really strange now, doesn't it? You know, <laughs> people would do that, but they would. You know, it's now it's a lot easier. You just, but you, but also with with social media, it's still very strange. You you'll have a post, say on Facebook, of your new tour with all the dates, kind of thing, and someone will put in the comments, Are "You going on tour?" <laughs> like, or, or when are you going on tour it's like what you just <laughs> you know <laughs> so you see that date right there from yeah, there uh, to there yeah. yes that's, you that's play, you're playing you're playing Glasgow um no <laughs> or, or yeah it's, a, it's, just, it's, it's bizarre you know <laughs> what are you actually looking at when you when you're yeah. you know, when, you're, when you're replying or, or or asking a question yeah so, yeah, the typing is working too like faster yeah. than we yeah, think exactly, realize, yeah. apparently. <laughs> yeah. but, no, but it, it's good watching because it's like now if you do a show, probably half an hour after it's finished, there's a load of comments and there's videos and there's all sorts of have gone up kind of thing. So you just hope that you didn't make any <laughs> any mistakes. Because <laughs> you know? I can be a bit unforgiving sometimes. Oh yes, I can, yeah. I can well imagine. <laughs> And and I know uh, we're running out of time here with you, but right. uh, but like it's interesting because you guys have not actually toured in North America. No, we've did we've done one show in Chicago. Wow. That's it. Not through the want to try. I can assure you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> it's it's just for us at the moment. It's very expensive because we have to get you know visas. Um, I'm trying to think how we how we manage to. I think the show we did in Chicago, I think everything was paid for. I don't think we actually really made any money, just they paid all the expenses and they paid they paid for the visas. Um, but the daft thing was um, we probably could have asked, we could have probably lied and said, oh, oh, yeah, we're doing some more shows later in the year. Can we have a yearly visa? Mm. We didn't do that. We just had it for the one show. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it'd be nice to do something like the Monsters of Rock Cruise. That would be that would be good. Oh, that'd be so a lot if you're of listening, fun. If you're listening, get us over. You know, we're up for <laughs> yeah. it. I think we were, meant to, we were meant to be doing it on the one that's just gone, but COVID messed everything up sort of thing. So hopefully they'll still remember us. You know, I think they need to see us. They need to get us over, you know. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Because <laughs> it's a cruise, you don't need the visa because you're not actually on... Yeah, that's right. You're not. You're not like staying there specifically. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, we I mean, we want to be on next year's Monster of Rock cruise too. So right. maybe <laughs> then we'd get a chance to meet you in person. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely up for that. Definitely up yeah, for that. That'd be yeah. fantastic. Yeah. We want to give you the chance to to promote, plug the album. Uh, you okay. know, one more time before uh, before we're out completely out of time here. Right. Well. Uh, it comes out on the front. Well, it's already out. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It comes out on the 18th or it's already it came out. on the 18th. <laughs> um, and, yeah, well, just listen to it. Go and buy it and uh, and let us know what you think. You know, if you uh, want to get in contact with us, if you just put in FM official into Google, all sorts of stuff will come up. Because that's another thing. It's like we picked the worst name for the, the <laughs> FM it's like a million radio stations for us. <laughs> There's also a Canadian uh, band. A Canadian band. Yes. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. we were um, we were FM UK. Oh. In the yeah. state. Yeah, FMUK. Yeah. 
whatever muck is. Muck. Join Muck on tour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is our 13th album, as the title probably gives away. Um, and uh, yeah, well, if you haven't heard of us, have a listen and see what you think, you know. And hopefully, think- see you on the Monsters Rock. Cruise. That's right. Well, I mean, I think if, that, uh, to fans that have of off FM, I think they're going to love the album if they haven't heard it. We had a right. chance to hear it; that they're going to love it. Your regular fans and Thank anybody you. who's a fan of you know that melodic rock sound, yeah, melodic hard rock sound. I think they're going to just love the album. Great. Thank you. Well, let's hope. Let's hope you're right. I love talking to you guys. You know, and like I said, I apologized the other day. Oh, it's, it's all good because at least we got a chance to talk to you and and it has been a ton of fun you know we've i know we've enjoyed every minute of it and and we do Bye-bye. wish you all the best uh with the album and all the best with the tour and uh and we do look forward to speaking to you again in the future right anytime you take care guys have a great week and weekend and everything okay God thanks bless. a lot pete all right. see you then bye-bye right, bye now bye bye